0: Welcome to the show. Welcome to Evans Emporium. Hello, everyone. Ah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Um, if you don't know me, my name is Evan Wiley, and uh, yeah, this is the start of my new podcast, Evan's Emporium. Yeah, name's kind of weird, <laughs> but uh, I like to talk about random types of shit and all that. like I could go on about tons of random topics, so I thought the name was very fitting. Um, if you don't know me uh yeah i'm evan i like to talk about uh mostly primarily other than random stuff video games movies uh pop culture in general i love uh looking at the headlines and all that and uh if you're coming from my previous podcast two dudes one mike uh, you would kind of (laughs) see the bulk of what i love to talk about uh with my friend robert on Two Dudes One Mic, we we used to uh, talk mostly about music and our lives in general. Um, and I'd love to continue to do that, uh, but this is going to be on my own. Uh, basically, what happened with Two Dudes One Mic, um, I'm going to just kind of leave to speculation. Ooh, drama. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was... It basically in general it was just time to move past it and uh, we just had a conversation because um, my life in general was changing um, I'll get into that later and uh, we just thought it was a good place to end it um, and just kind of go our separate ways I know <laughs> when talking about uh, starting this podcast specifically Robert was already wanting to do episodes with me <laughs> Um, So I'm sure um, as this continues on, there will be definitely uh, reunions with two dudes, one mic. We'll just have to figure that out. But uh, yeah. So uh, I just want to do a little bit about me, just in case you don't know me and you're kind of listening to this podcast for the first time. Uh, Basically, uh, I'm heavily heavily uh into video games since my childhood uh I've I've played a prethora prethora geez plethora of many different things when I was a kid and I used to love watching tv and movies and all that uh so it's just kind of stuck with me as I've gone and uh as I'm into college here um I'm I'm in the realm of game design <laughs> um and it's a very interesting uh career path as i've learned uh since i was even like 12 i was doing lots of summer camps and stuff but that's just brief about me i'm sure as i continue to talk about more topics and uh, all that jazz I will uh get more used to being by my lone self here um it is I will say it is very weird being by myself you know I do miss Robert uh he was fun to play off of and I thought that was kind of the momentum of the podcast so I'm gonna have to kind of learn how to handle this on my own here um But I hope you guys will be along with the journey. Um, I love podcasting. I love talking about random stuff. So uh, yeah, here we go. So the first topic I kind of wanted to get off my chest here. Um, Like I said previously, I went through a gigantic change in my life. Um, And just quick, if you hear the chair squeaking, I'm just moving back and forth. This chair is a... need some oil, you know, we all need some oil sometimes, but, um, I went through a giant change in my life recently, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'll, if you look at the podcast, uh, my Instagram and Twitter are in the socials, so if you want to follow me there, um, but I went through a gigantic change recently, um, and that was moving from my hometown, and I, I lived there for 21 years because we moved out, you know, after my birthday. So I made the cut, baby. Uh, 21 years. Uh, you know, my free trial is over as people like to think. But holy shit. Can we just talk about how terrible moving is? <laughs> moving fucking blows ass. Um, Holy crap. You know, before... I I had the luck of living in that one area for such a long time that I never really had to move. And, you know, I always heard from, like, my girlfriend or um, other people that moving sucks. And, you know, I was like, eh, moving, moving can't suck that much, right? You know, all you really do is just put, you know, your shit in the boxes, you know, pack it up on the truck. Oh, boy, how... How wrong was Evan here, <laughs> guys? Holy crap. It was a very long week, to say the least. Um, we had, so basically, to start from the beginning, my, my house is on the market for a very long time. And this, you know, all happened during COVID. My life kind of took a giant change than how I started when I graduated high school um i attended quinnipiac uh university after high school shout out to any bobcats listening to this oh god that sounded horrible but uh (laughs) i hope everyone uh, is doing great um shout out max you know i'll shout out a couple people shout out uh uh juliana if you're listening shout out to her she was pretty cool um so yeah i I attended quinnipiac oh and quickly shout out to all the uh RAs that I met there too. I'll I'll talk about some of my RA stories later as well. But anyways, I started out there. um, And then during uh, COVID, when that was starting, um, I got sent home, obviously. Oh wait, no wait, because this was over spring break. So when I got, so when I went home from spring for spring break, um, that was when it hit and it's weird cause I can clearly, and I know it was only like a year ago, but after that, the rest of 2020 into like March, excuse me, it was kind of a blur, honestly, like, you know, school happened and, um, during, during, uh, March, I kind of. Proclaimed to my mom that something was definitely wrong and I and I needed to make a big change and this was the start of my giant changes here because I decided to transfer from Quinnipiac to um, a school named Becker College and my gosh now that I look back. At it again uh transferring also sucks you know moving in general is just awful <laughs> like take it from me who was so naive about everything it is horrible trust me guys you do like obviously you're gonna eventually have to move and you know whether that be you know to college you know out of state you know your parents move you know you transfer whatever it is moving absolutely blows ass <laughs> But I decided to transfer to Becker College mainly just, um, you know, the program there where I was headed within game design. It wasn't what I needed, you know, from Quinnipiac. Um, so, oh my gosh! After being in college for um, two years, I'll say I'll say it was two years. I going going through all of that again, applying. And having to do all the forms and, you know, oh, my gosh, the physicals, too. And, you know, just having to meet. And especially when you're transferring because you've already taken classes. And in, and in high school, I took college classes as well. I had um, the privilege of going to a private school and um, having dual enrollment in high school. So, it, like, I could even knock off, you know, general education classes in high school. Like, you had to go, I had to go through all of that again. <laughs> and it it's horrible. Like, I just don't recommend it at all. Um, unless you really have to make the change. Um, but overall, I'm, Jesus, I just said I don't recommend it. That's not what I meant, guys. You know what I meant. <laughs> but, um I I think the change was the right one because I'm more of a game producer now and I think that's where I need to be. Um, So if you guys, moral of the story with this bit is if you feel like something's wrong, talk it over with your mom or dad (laughs) Um, because there's definitely, you know, things to be had there. You know, changes need to happen in life, whether they come naturally. So, yeah. Um, so I got to I got to Becker um, in the fall of 2020. And what the exciting thing was is I knew that um, I was going to be done. I knocked the semester off because I've taken so many college classes. Uh, the curriculum at Becker uh, was much more... Focused on the game design stuff rather than Quinnipiac was more of a liberal arts type of thing. Which, if you guys don't know, that's more like a general focus education while you're doing your degree. So uh, you'll have to do like a math, a science, um, you know, a language maybe, or you know, and other like history classes that are like much more specialized. It's supposed to give you like a broader view, and it. it I feel like with most majors, it works. But with, like, STEM fields and stuff, you know, I'm – or, like, STEAM, I'm kind of there for my major, you know. I did my time in high school with math, and if anyone that knows me, I hate math. But, <laughs> again, you know, as Robert, I used to always say, different podcast, you know. Well, I'll save that topic for another time. Uh, you got to ease into the Evan Wiley lore here. <laughs> um, but anyways – The the classes were much more focused and that knocked a semester off for me. Um, And the other great thing was I could go into a four plus one program. So (laughs) um, I would also graduate with my master's, right? And obviously because of COVID, I never had any, you know, Because of COVID, I never had any in-person classes because it was all on Zoom University. Shout out. And uh, (laughs) the fall just kind of flew by and I was mostly playing catch up with classes uh, because when you transfer, you know, if you don't meet some of the requirements, I had to basically take like their first year tutorial class again, which was (laughs) snooze fest. Uh, (laughs) It's basically one of those EZA-like feelings classes. Uh, They make you take it when you go into college, for those that don't know. But then uh, the second semester hit. And this threw another uh, problem into the Evan Wiley life machine. Because it turns out Becker, where I transferred... Uh, midway through the second semester, which is the spring. Let me take a nice sip of water here. It turns out that Becker was going to close. Which was a giant (laughs) punch to the gut there. Because I just took all this time transferring and I was looking at, you know, a decent amount of options from there, you know. And (laughs) even for a goddamn period of time, I was looking at, you know, going to University of Central Florida and applying to there. Um, But eventually, um, the program was going to transfer to another school in the area called uh, Clark University. Um, So that is where I'll be headed in the fall here. And uh, in between that, I kind of knew that, like, my time in my hometown was coming to an end. And this is where it connects back. (laughs) If you guys are getting bored or skipping ahead or whatever. This is where it connects back to my main point. Um, I think it was towards the end of May of this year, 2021. If this podcast even goes on for years, who knows? I... Or my mom and I found out that the house um, the offer was taken and the person that bought the house was not very kind to us (laughs) Um, basically our predicament was we had to move out in less than a month uh, which you know it's hard as I found out, um especially on my mom, and really shout out to my mom. she's honestly the goat. <laughs> uh, f- for having pretty much one parent throughout my whole life. I really appreciate her um, and everything she's done. and if you really w- <laughs> if you really want to know the depths of my move out and how how much moving sucks, you can you can uh, hit up Marie. Uh, My mom. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, yeah, the offer was put in on the house, and uh, I was so defeated because I didn't want to be taken away from my hometown that fast. Um, It was something that I told my friends, like, a while ago because this whole process has taken so long, but... You know having to make that change so fast um it really sucks and you know if you're gonna go through that change or a major life change um you know moving on to that next chapter um as many of my friends have helped me uh put it it's it's rough But uh, I guess we'll see how this chapter of my life uh, is going to go. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'll get into just general details of why moving sucks, too, to kind of end this bit. But uh, holy crap, <laughs> the amount of stuff that was just lying throughout my house. It's like it's like a bag of holding in Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, boy, my references are going to be very. uh probably short audience here, but a bag of holding in dungeons and dragons is this bag that just never runs out of space you can just infinitely put items into it and that's what moving feels like you just keep picking up things out of this bag and keep putting into boxes (laughs) and then when you have all the moving boxes in one room because that's what we did for the movers to put on the truck we just kept finding more and more stuff to pack And I knew that, like, you know, my computer stuff and, you know, some of my knickknacks in my office I would have to pack up. But you just keep procrastinating and putting things, like, in your house kind of on hold until, you know, the big day. And especially, you know, not to flex or anything, but my house was, you know – Three stories, you know, with a big basement. There was a lot of crap, you know, from the past, you know, couple decades that we had to go through. And I'm kind of lucky that, you know, I was a, I was in college for most of the, uh, packaging or going through all the junk. Uh, in my home, so, whew. yeah. Uh, just to end off the segment moving sucks (laughs) but uh i guess in general uh for evan's life advice here don't be afraid of it you know you just have to get through it and i once again have to move into my new apartment by clark uh in a couple weeks here so i will be moving yet again uh it's been a constant uh, in my life uh past couple years so Hopefully when I graduate and everything, I can finally settle down from moving. Uh, But, yeah, uh, that's where I'll end this little ramble. Thank you. Next up here, guys, uh, I want to get to some video game talk. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to segment these episodes Uh, So, if you don't like, you know, a certain topic, you can just skip to the next one. Fine with me. You know, it's Evan's Emporium, after all. But, holy hell, video games rate. I despise when people say there's never anything out and to play. But sometimes, it just be like that, you know? (laughs) Like, uh, recently, I, if you don't know, actually, well, most of you will not know, Battle Royales in general. Here's my thoughts, right? Here are the big players. PUBG never played it. And, actually, no, I did play it once and I despised it, so I never touched it again. Then we have Apex. I'll do Apex next. Apex is weird for me, right? Because I I played it the first day it came out. I thought it was great. I love King's Canyon. King's Canyon was a dope-ass map. Then came my issues with Battle Royales. And... You know, you can, you can say whatever you want about this. But I despise sweaty players. <laughs> and obviously, you know, challenge in a game is just inevitable, right? It's always, like, a well-designed game is going to be hard, and that's fine. And, you know, there's difficulty settings, you know, unless you're playing Dark Souls, which is fine. But Apex in general has other than Fortnite, the most sweaty like players i've ever seen <laughs> and uh i it's funny because i just i love the characters of apex i love the concept but also other than the sweats in apex what else, what also gets me is the gunplay and i remember trying to play titanfall 2 Because if you don't know, it's made by Respawn, and they've made both of them, right? They made Apex and Titanfall 1 and 2. I cannot stand the gunplay in either of them. The time to kill is insanely high. Um, I don't like how the guns feel in the first-person mode. Shooter, you know. You know what I mean. For view, that's the word I'm looking for. I don't like how the characters move... Um, but I, I love the concept of Apex, and I've played it so many times because I've I've tried to get into it. I've tried to get better. But um, with me in multiplayer games, I hit a ceiling, and I can never get past it, which is fine because I don't really play multiplayer games to be competitive. But um, Apex has that issue for me where I am like banging on the skill ceiling, and I suck so bad, and I get angry. Oh, and, oh boy, when Evan gets angry at a game, <laughs> it's probably over for uh, the rest of the night or for a while for me. Next up, we'll go to Fortnite. And this one breaks my heart. Because if you see my tweets, you know, a couple weeks ago, I miss the old Fortnite so, so, so much. The old Fortnite was one of my favorite game-playing experiences ever. And watching old clips of it makes me so nostalgic for something that was like three years ago, four years ago. No, not four years ago. Like two, 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 three years ago. It makes me so... So nostalgic. Just the fact that no one knew how to build. Um, Everyone was moving around just like an absolute potato on wheels. Uh, Like the devs would like add in new guns every week. Like I remember, shout out to uh, Joey, Anthony, and Nicholas. Uh, Those were my uh, main group of friends that I played with. And uh, shout out to uh, Hugh, my boy, my best friend, and uh, Addison. You know, I used to play it mainly with them. And the absolute shenanigans we would get into. And we would play it every night. I miss those times, especially in high school, when we would get on every night. It was consistent. We just knew. Like, every night. Nowadays, like, I have to beg my friends to even play. <laughs> like, I have to get my hopes up just for nothing, so... But holy crap. Fortnite was... Fortnite was easily the best. And, you know... There was times when everyone would, like, actually build forts... <laughs> instead of getting into, like, build battles against each other. Holy crap. Like, that was... That was the best, you know? But then... It all came crashing down when, and again, you know, debatable, because, you know, you can say people will actually learn how to play the game competitively, but when they started hitting Fortnite competitively and competitively and competitively over and over again, that's when the game started to die for me, you know. No longer were, like, the casual players, like, being respected in any single way. It was, all the changes were due to, like, competitive players. And a lot of games have this issue. And, you know, that's a whole other topic that I would love to talk about. But Fortnite especially, when the World Cup and, like, all these skirmishes, I think is what they called it, started to pop up. It sucked. It sucked horribly. And it makes me sad because... <laughs> Not only did I spend a lot of money on that game, don't tell my mom, but holy crap, I, like, the game was so much fun. And admittedly, like, I've played Fortnite recently. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I just went off about how, you know, great it was, and I think a lot of people agree. And, you know, as I go back to it, like, every six months to a year, Maybe even shorter than that. It's hard to play. Because I have to constantly... I can't, I have to constantly play like I'm in the World Cup. I can't have fun anymore. And Fortnite was probably... Like the most derpy game in a, in a period of time of my life. Like for example... <laughs> when I was playing with you... Once we... When... uh, My gosh... I'm blanking uh, Grocery carts Grocery carts for a period of time were like the only Like vehicle And that was the best The best time in Fortnite Was when there were like no vehicles And you had to like run around the map And then they started to add these like Random like low quality vehicles That fit the game perfectly Because it didn't take itself serious at the time Now you have like alien ships And like jets Maybe not. They have planes and helicopters. Like, the game... The game does not need that, in my opinion. Like, that's just making it PUBG. You know, something that it's not. But anyways, the best part was when... You could have grocery carts. And then C4 was added. Which is also... So... like what's the word? It's missed very much. Let's just say it that way. Because everyone builds the Taj Mahal in about two seconds. But anyway... We would strap c4 onto a grocery cart and (laughs) two and someone would drive it someone would hop in and you would literally drive the grocery cart into a group of people and blow it up it was the best thing ever it's like battlefield honestly if you want something to compare it to it's like how battlefield doesn't really take itself seriously But definitely Fortnite, when it didn't take itself seriously, and it was just the derpiest Battle Royale alive, everyone played that shit. Like, you can't even argue with that. Like, everybody played that fucking game. Like, even my old co-host, Robert. We got Robert, if you don't know, he does not play games anymore. We got Robert during that period of time to play Fortnite. And it was just... The most random people I played that game with. And I had so much fun. It is so sad to see what Fortnite has become, man. <sighs> Alright, Fortnite ran out. <laughs> um, There's a bunch of other battle royales that I could talk about. Oh, Warzone, I guess, is the last mainstream one. And, you know, f- with the video games conversation... You should just know right away, I'm not a COD guy. Never really was a Call of Duty guy. Uh, you know, the fast-paced, you know, gun spasm ninja is not my style at all. I don't actually, no, I do get why it's popular. I do get it. Obviously, I should, you know, I'm I'm a game designer. I do get it. But it's just not for me and I played you know a couple matches of Warzone and I can't I couldn't really get like a good a uh, hold on Warzone honestly I couldn't even see the damn game because it's so blurry <laughs> but anyways you know I do like watching Warzone you know from time to time uh if that means anything to anyone but overall just you know it's not my thing can't really judge it but definitely you know battle royales were a t- period of time let's just say that where that's that's all that would play and like ninja and like dr lupo uh who else uh courage uh tim the tatman i'm giving everyone free airtime on my podcast But anyways, all these guys and even more people, you know, you can just input your favorites there. You know, they were so popular and, you know. Then came this, like, mini party game phase. And I I just love, like, analyzing different phases of games because, you know, it's very interesting as a game designer to see what, like, the general populace makes popular. And, you know makes popular in quotes because you know when you get into hands of streamers and youtubers you know you can make that shit pop easily but you know like the fall guys and like among us stage of late games you know that was that was a quick very quick stage um you know kind of after Warzone and all that uh last year that was a very quick phase you know I think a lot of people still play Fall Guys, if I'm not mistaken. If you look at, like, some charts, I could be wrong. Um, but I do not play Fall Guys anymore. If you want to know a secret, guys, I cannot play Fall Guys to save my life. I hated playing that game. And for a period of time, that's all my friends wanted to play. And I wanted to bang my head through a wall. I could not take Fall Guys <laughs> Uh, and Among Us if you guys want to know another big secret about me I bought Among Us and never played it yeah I think it was just one of those games for me that I never wanted to play publicly because that's not fun and I never wanted to do a lot of organizing myself to uh Make a game of Among Us with my friends because <laughs> uh, a little, it's in my friend group, you know, me or Hugh usually have to do all the planning <laughs> and it's not fun. And especially for like Among Us, a game I never played, I didn't want to take the risk of putting so much effort into planning that, uh, you know, the game would suck or something. So I never played it. I own it. Never have touched it. I think it's kind of funny at this point that, like, I just have never played it, so. I think it'll stay the same way in my Steam library forever, hopefully. <sighs> but, yeah, back to the I think I started off talking about how there's never anything to play. Um, that's just not true at all. There's always something to play and this is I tried to start this series on TikTok where I gave people recommendations and I tried to give like a casual one then like one a little bit further that like people probably wouldn't know and then like a game that people definitely like do not know about and uh the first video like kind of did well and then they started to trickle off so I just stopped doing the series but let me know um on here when I talk about games if you guys want to like hear recommendations or games I've played that, like, you want me to talk about because, I could go on forever about games because they are my shit. I play lots of video games, and I love making them as well, so. Yeah, I think this is where I'll end this segment. So, guys, this last part is probably going to be a little bit messy, <laughs> but... I think I want to talk about. And this is going to be heavily spoiler warning going ahead. But I want to talk about the MCU. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Loki just ended. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give my thoughts about that in a minute. But the MCU for me. I don't know why I like to drag this out, but I think I, I, I'm just thinking, guys, you know. But the MCU, um, generally, good, good thumbs up for me. I like it. It's cool. It definitely changed, you know, movie history <laughs> uh, in the last decade with how, you know, companies are going to, you know, do their thing. Because everything's a cinematic universe now. But, um, I don't know if I like the direction that the MCU is going. And, uh, the reason why I was so hesitant about the MCU is because, you know, of all this new stuff and, you know, new, 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 you know, change, you know, that's what I've just been going on about. But, um, I, I love most of the MCU movies, um... You know, a couple are my favorite movies. Like, I think Infinity War um, is honestly, other than being an MCU movie, I think it's probably one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, Just, whew, that movie hit. Okay. And spoilers again. But holy crap, the end of that movie, other than Endgame 2, like, one of my favorite theater experiences. Because I did not have Infinity War spoiled. I had Endgame spoiled the major ones. But Infinity War? Holy crap. I went with like all my friends. You know, we were hyped up for after school all day. And just sitting there when Thanos fucking wins. And he's on his farm. Just looking around at all my friends. The theater, you could hear a pin drop. It was that quiet and tense. Because everyone just got annihilated, except half of them. (laughs) Um, But holy crap. One of my favorite theater experiences of all time, other than Endgame. But Endgame was slightly different. I'll get into that too. But the MCU... You know, I didn't... It's hard to say, because I didn't really grow up with it I kind of joined in. I kind of understood what the concept was at Avengers because <laughs> I remember young. I like I watched the Incredible Hulk and I was like, this movie's kind of eh. even at a young age when, you know, every movie you see is like automatically the best movie ever at a young age. Like I didn't really like it, you know, even as a young kid. I didn't see Iron Man until I was like much older. I never have seen Thor. And I saw Captain America one when that came out, and then you know they started building up towards Avengers. And I remember I was pretty excited for Avengers to come out because you know for all those younguns listening, yeah, my my huge young audience here, <laughs> you know, Avengers was like a peak because that like this is the first time you're seeing built-up characters come together in a movie setting in like a theater release like a huge like at the time like a huge crossover and i was like holy crap this movie is gonna be dope and it was you know looking back at avengers like the first like the prologue of the movie before the title screen i was like oh no this movie is gonna suck ass but you know thankfully it didn't because it's so good i love avengers But then you kind of get into after Avengers, right? And uh, there's Winter Soldier, which, you know, some people think it's kind of like the best movie. Um, I disagree. I don't think Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier's good. You know, maybe I had to see it, you know, around the time it came out because I never saw it in theaters. It was one of those that came out, I think, when I was in, in like eighth grade and... You know, I wasn't really a huge movie person at the time compared to how I am now. Uh, But uh, I wasn't really in, like, need to see it. So I never really saw it when it came out. And then I watched it with Hugh uh, before Infinity War. And I was like, yeah, it was good. But, you know, it wasn't really my favorite. (laughs) And I don't think it's bad, again, before any... Uh, Winter Soldier fans unleash on me. I don't think it was bad. It was good. It's just not my favorite, you know. Oh my gosh, but guys. sorry, I had to go... I had to go look at the phases again. Because I was having a hard time remembering. It's late at night, guys. And I just... I'm working all day. All right? Give me a break, but... Holy crap. Probably... My, I don't know if this is a hot take because I know this is kind of 50-50 with people, but Iron Man 3 is like one of my favorite MCU movies because I remember I, I like at that point in time, I hadn't seen Iron Man 1 or 2. So I was going in like completely blind. I was like, this movie kind of looks cool. So I went to see it with my sister and I was like, holy shit, Iron Man is dope as hell. Like, I did not give a shit about the Mandarin twist. Sorry, like, comic book, you know, enthusiasts. Like, I get why you would be upset. And I understand that. But, you know. And, like, the villain is kind of lame. I would agree with you on that. But, you know, Iron Man 3. I, I loved Iron Man 3 because Tony's arc is so cool in that movie. Like, him learning, like how to be a nice guy especially like and i know this is like his whole arc throughout like all of the movies but like his arc with the kid (laughs) and oh boy i was scared about that kid being in the movie because you know kid actors but and kids can be annoying if written wrong but you know the kid you know him interacting with the kid and one of my favorite parts in iron man 3 <laughs> is when the kid's like, So you're just gonna leave me here or something? And <laughs> Tony just goes, Yeah, and drives away. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Um, but um, I love the scene where like the plane is crashing and Tony saves all the people coming, like, uh, dropping out of the plane. Um, I love the last fight, even though the villain sucks with all the suits of armor. Um, I love the plot. Um, you know, Iron Man 3, like, if you're a hater, like, get over it. Like, it's such a good movie. Like, the the writing is so good. Um, and I know the director. Um, it's just kind of a weird movie, too. Because it feels out of place if, if you watch it again with, like, the rest with the formula. Because of the director. But... Yeah, definitely most slept-on Marvel movie for me. So, and honestly, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I loved Guardians. (laughs) I don't think there's really much more to say. Like, you take this, like, probably D, honestly, even F tier, (laughs) hot take, a group of characters from the Marvel comics, and you make them, like, some of people's favorite characters it's insane what they do over here like foggy's a genius it's insane you know that's the part that gets me with the mcu but oh my gosh and in phase three you know this is where it gets hot you know you get you know civil war which you know i didn't really enjoy either that much you know come at me but um doctor strange one of the most underrated marvel movies in my opinion uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I think it's just as good as the first one in my opinion. Home- okay, we'll save Spider Man for last because you know. And Thor Ragnarok, same deal with Iron Man for me. Thor Ragnarok is up there with Endgame and Infinity War with my favorite Marvel movies. It is hilarious. It gives Thor character. Its soundtrack is bomb like the world building and the plot is cool oh my gosh I love Thor Ragnarok like shout out to uh, Taika Waititi he's an amazing director go check out his other work Jojo Rabbit was amazing (laughs) quick shout out Um, but other than that like and this might be controversial too but uh, did not like Black Panther very generic Uh, CGI was bad Killmonger was okay but Uh, Other than that, again, Infinity War and Endgame, don't really need to talk about that, you know. Probably my favorite movie experiences of all time, you know, it's a culmination thing. Uh, Ant-Man movies are okay. (laughs) I've actually seen both of them, funny enough, and not, you know, the Iron Man's uh, before, but... Uh, Ant-Man, you know, funny movies. If you like them, check them out. Um, Captain Marvel's boring as hell, sorry. And then we have the Spider-Man movies. And I think this is also important to know, I'm more of a DC guy in general. Like, I love Batman. Like, if, if I were to say my favorite superhero, it's probably Batman. And more specifically, the Arkham games. And I'll probably talk about the Arkham games on a different podcast. But, you know, Batman's iconic. And I am not a Superman guy. Never was. <laughs> I've never really watched any Superman stuff other than uh, Man of Steel. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably say Batman and Spider-Man. Spider-Man is also my other favorite superhero. And, you know, I like Tom Holland. I like his portrayal. You know, the writing's okay. But I am just not rocking with this Spider-Man, guys. (laughs) Like, the connections to Iron Man is what gets me. And I hope with more movies we kind of gravitate away from that and he kind of, you know, becomes his own thing. But I am just not rocking with the hardcore connections to Iron Man with this uh, Marvel Spider-Man. And I liked Homecoming, and I did not like Far From Home. I thought Far From Home, you know, Mysterio was, like, all right. You know, I didn't really like the techie Mysterio thing, but, uh, you know, it was okay. And I really liked the Mysterio Dream sequences, though. Those were cool. And I just thought Far From Home was kind of meh. I thought it was you know, kind of the same story arc that we had to learn in Homecoming, you know, except dealing with Tony's death, I guess. Um, it's just he's just kind of learning how to be Spider-Man again. <laughs> um and I think one quick thing about Spider-Man I will say is I am so sick of these like high school renditions. Miles is a little different because it's a different character. But like the high school renditions of Peter Parker, I am so sick of. And shout out to the a PlayStation Spider-Man game because that is probably my favorite version um, that I've you know watched or seen played blah 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 experienced I'll say I love like the Peter that's like dealing with life you know that's Spider-Man 2 type of Peter and maybe it is because I'm older now and you know you know Tom Holland really wasn't the Spidey I grew up with you know that was Toby for me. I love Toby's Spidey, but you know, I I, I look forward to Far From Home coming out at the end of the year. So uh, yeah, that's phase three. And where I wanted to get to was where we are now with phase four. And the first one of phase four was a WandaVision. Oh, WandaVision. It started out cool. I was kind of intrigued. Um, And, you know, looking back at it now, WandaVision was definitely, you know, a weird start to phase four, in my opinion. And obviously, I know that's not how it was supposed to start because of COVID, which is fine. You know, shit happens, you know, in the world. Let me take a quick swig. But, you know, looking back at it now, I just wish they, you know, reordered it slightly different. If it was possible. But WandaVision in general... I I liked uh, Wanda's story. Um, you know, the whole intrigue of it was the fun part of the show. And then towards the end, it kind of went generic Marvel. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know. And I think what also got everyone was... <laughs> All the hype around it, you know, and I think we can blame ourselves as Marvel fans. You know, I think that's fair because, you know, we're expecting, you know, big drops, you know, Mephisto, you know, Quicksilver, all this stuff. But then, you know, when none of it comes to fruition, we kind of get pissy because, you know, we think we're so smart because, you know, we can pretty much just read the script, you know, off of a trailer or something. (laughs) You know, it's fair to criticize, you know, us. Um, but, you know, the, the Ralph Boner thing, you know, eh. like I hope Evan Peters still is like Quicksilver in some way or something because, you know, I I love Evan Peters, but, you know, that was brutal. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, you know, spoilers, but White Vision is still, you know, a thing, you know. Oh, I love seeing Wanda's become you know the scarlet witch that was probably my favorite part of the show and how that's going to connect to the new dr strange movie i'm all in you know that is probably the whole plot thread that i'm solely interested in right now is wanda and dr strange with his movie i love that plot line right now um and then we have uh, falcon and the winter soldier whoo guys i'll be honest with you This was kind of a snoozer for me. (laughs) Especially now that I look back at WandaVision and Loki. Falcon and Winter Soldier was... (sniffs) Snoozefest. You know, if Sam and Bucky are your favorite characters, fine with me. Fine. You know, I get it. We all have our opinions. But I just did not like the writing of the show. Honestly... If you want to know, Zemo was my favorite part. You know, that little dance, you know, (coughs) in the club. Uh, That was pretty pretty fun. You know, Zemo's pretty sick. I'm happy he's still alive and he's probably coming back. So, Um, but Sam becoming Captain America, you know, his suit is cool. You know, that's really all I have to say about it. Um, It just didn't hit the same, I think, for me. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of, like, political stuff that I, you know, I don't really want to get into on here, you know, whatever. But um, there's a lot of political, you know, commentary and stuff on that show. Um, You know, you know, resonates for different people, I think is what I'll say. And I also kind of like Bucky's arc on the show, you know, him having to go to different people and kind of apologize, you know, for what he did as, you know, the brainwashed assassin. and then okay I kind of want to I'll talk about Loki last but I know Black Widow kind of came after but Black Widow was supposed to be first and I actually saw Black Widow it was alright pretty average Marvel movie I'd say um (laughs) there were a couple things I thought were so stupid in that movie but uh you know I thought Florence Pugh did great as uh you'll Yelena um, as kind of like, quote, the new Black Widow, unquote. Scarlet was fine. Um, I love David Arbor. He was great. Um, And then, I can't remember the mom's actress, her name, but she did fine as well. Um, I thought the plot was kind of meh. It was slow in some scenes. Actually, no, it wasn't slow. It was the opposite. It was constant action in my face when the part I was thinking of that was slow was like, you know, one of my favorite parts of the movie where they're all bonding with each other but then it just immediately bursts into the third act and it's all just action until the credits Um. so, yeah, that's Black Widow you know, it's average <laughs> that's all I'll say and then there's Loki and, oh boy, how do I talk about Loki I guess the first thing I'll say is, wow, because uh, Owen Wilson killed it. I loved Owen Wilson in this show. Uh, He and Tom Hiddleston had amazing chemistry. He definitely uh, can have a role like that. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see... Him in a semi-serious role. Although, you know, with Marvel... You know, they're all quippy and jokey. But... Um... Loki. I just don't know how to talk about this one. (laughs) But, uh... It was fun. It was weird at times. It was boring at times. It was kind of all over the place for me. Kind of like this podcast. But... um. You know, it started out interesting with, like, the TVA and stuff, and this was one where, like, I think we finally kind of reeled it back on all, like, the fan rampant theories, and this was kind of one where, like, I'm active on, like, you know, the subreddits and stuff afterwards, but I think this was one definitely where we kind of, like, took a back seat. (laughs) And we're like, maybe this could happen, but, like, I'm going to expect it not to happen. So, like, we're not disappointed because we learned from the past two shows already. <laughs> um, So spoilers again. I'll say constantly. But uh there's a Lady Loki, basically, with the plot, with the variants. I'm expecting everyone has watched the show who's listening to this part. And, you know, it was kind of weird that, like, they fall in love, right, guys? Like, like I know it's, like, an alternate version of yourself. And, you know, just say maybe if I was in that position, you know, if there was, you know, a female version of Evan and, you know, we kind of hit it off, you know, sorry uh, to my girlfriend, but, you know, maybe. I'd think about banging myself in a sense. (laughs) So goddamn weird. Anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, but I thought the action was kind of ass. They definitely need to improve that into the next season. But I think my favorite part of the show was the general plot and what happens. Because I will say before, you know, us Marvel fans... We kind of knew where this next phase was going to go with, like, the multiverse and stuff. You know, Multiverse of Madness is literally the fucking title of Doctor Strange 2, right? I think we all knew where it was going to go. We just wasn't sure. You know, with all the rumors with No Way Home 2, it's like, you know, something multiverse is happening. And boy, oh boy, and Loki, did it finally fucking happen. (laughs) The entire fucking place and timeline blew up. Um, which was kind of cool to see at towards the end when, uh, you know, we finally meet Kang, right? And this was this was honestly Mephisto level with everyone was like, it's probably Kang, right, guys? It's Kang. It's Kang. Everyone knew it was going to be Kang. Um, I was expecting to get Mephisto'd, you know, like rampant fan theories. And, you know, it ends up to be no one. I was expecting another Loki, to be honest, during the finale. But when it was Kang, I was actually shocked. And, you know, it was cool to see him. He's not like Kang the Conqueror. And if you guys don't know, Kang in the comics, he's like a time-traveling villain. He wants to make sure he's like always winning in the main timeline. And in, in the MCU explains that basically like the giant multiversal war was just different versions of himself killing each other to be the top Kang. And, uh apparently this version of him in Loki was supposed to be like the best one. And he kind of had to become like the time ruler to make sure that like none of the Kings come out and Holy shit. You know, Thanos was a like cold ass villain. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. He was pretty dope. He's one of my favorite villains ever. Like I own so many like Funkos of him and stuff. (laughs) I love him, but... But, holy shit... <clears throat> Excuse me. Kang probably had, like, the coldest exit line ever, right? When Sylvie kills him and he's like... See you soon. Goddamn, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Even just thinking about it. Because uh, Sylvie done fucked it up, as Angry Joe would say, with the whole timeline. But, guess we'll see the consequences of that. And this has me excited... Because, you know, where do you go after, you know, three phases of, you know, generally excellent movies, Marvel? Where do you go? I th- I, I honestly don't know where you would go. But I think they seem to have something figured out. <laughs> you know, what would my dumbass know, right, though? Um, but I'm excited because I think my favorite part of the multiverse... Is that they can kind of reset the timeline and like the Marvel characters how they need to towards the end of this phase. You know, they can bring in characters from other universes, you know, maybe from the Netflix shows um, that, you know, can kind of change things up. And I think that's what's desperately needed, to be honest. Um, Because, you know, the stuff on the horizon is either stuff like I'm in or I'm completely out of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um like Chang Chi coming out next in September. I'm kind of eh on, but you know, I'm gonna go see it anyways. Cause, you know, I'm I wanna I wanna give it, you know, a good chance. And then Eternals. You wanna talk about like a potential snoozer, Eternals? But, you know, when they announced the Gardens of the Galaxy movie, I was kind of, you know <laughs> But that turned out great, so Who knows? It's Marvel, guys. And then we get Hawkeye, you know, which if you guys saw Black Widow, spoiler. uh, You know, we're going to get some uh, Yelena being the villain and then switch that off uh, for a bit of time. So, yeah. And then No Way Home, which uh, who knows whenever we'll get the fucking trailer for that. Am I right? So, we got some exciting stuff on the horizon, you know, with the whole plot of the MCU in its entirety. I'm kind of iffy on where it's going, but I'm also excited. Um, I think my most excited projects, my most excited, my, the projects I'm looking forward to the most are some of my favorite characters. That is Moon Knight, Blade. And I think off the top of my head, also probably let see where Spider-Man goes. But I think just Blade and Moon Knight for now. Oh, and Deadpool 3. That's also going to be good. Hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, just the MCU is in a weird place. I kind of, you know, we, you know, with popular stuff like this, I'm just going to give my general thoughts on it. So as the podcast builds on, you guys generally know where I stand on things. Because, you know, that's how we build a a relationship here. (laughs) Um, And feel free to give me your thoughts, uh, like the comments or tweet me or something. You know, I love talking about stuff. So, yeah. Uh, I think this is where I'm going to end the podcast today. So I've had a good time talking with you guys. Uh, Follow the podcast uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, DM me if you want to talk, you know, I'm open to anything, honestly, guys. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, uh, new episode, uh, will be up as soon as possible when I feel like it. So thank you. Love you guys. See you on the next Emporium.